Hi, Saints. Welcome to another edition of Talking Bible Truth with Dr. Kamala D. I am your host, Dr. Kamala D., here to help you grow in faith and walk in God's amazing grace. Now, that serpent called the devil tried to sneak in and put sickness on me. Oh, yes, he did. I gave him a foothold by working nonstop and not getting the proper rest my body needs to function. Oh, but the destroyer is a liar. I am a strong believer in the healing power of God Almighty. It was shared on my ministry page that I was under the weather. I want to thank everyone who prayed and shared their concerns. As you can hear, I'm fine. All praises be to God. Now, today's message is about the ministry of reconciliation. How can we lead a lost soul to Christ? This message is going to challenge what you have been believing over the years. Now sit back and let's learn how to win some souls. Hi, saints. Now, before we get into this message, I have a small disclaimer. This message is going to ruffle some feathers today. It's not my intention to ruffle your feathers, but I know when people hear something for the first time and it's not in line with their denominational teachings, they get upset. Don't get mad at me. Go ahead and get angry with God because his word will not change for you or your denomination. And I say that with love. My fight is with the devil, not with people. This message is for non-believers and those who call themselves Christians. And during this message, I will share with whom I am speaking. Now, if you hear some thunder in the, in the background, that's because um, we have severe weather passing overhead. And uh, the devil is not going to stop this message. Okay. Now, let's go to our leading scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Now, for those of you who are not aware, I typically read from the New King James Version, unless I indicate otherwise. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 18 and 19. Now, all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word or ministry of reconciliation. Now the word reconciliation means to change or exchange from enmity to friendship. The word impute means not to take into account. The Bible says that we have been given the ministry of reconciliation. We have been given the words to bring people back to God not the ministry of judgment, not the ministry of condemnation. We cannot lead a lost soul to Jesus with words of judgment or words of condemnation. We know that judgment will lead man to defend himself. It will not lead anyone to God. It will lead to an argument about your sins. The end result will be people turning away from God through Christ. This is contrary to the scripture I just read. Now, Paul says in Romans chapter two, verse four, that it is the goodness of the Lord that leads man to repentance or lead man, leads man to change because that's what repentance mean. It just means to change. We have to share the good news with man if we want if we want to lead him to God through Christ. God has a wealth of kindness 
And as sin abound, grace did much more abound. That's the good news. God's grace is the good news. We are living in the dispensation of grace, not the dispensation of judgment. Judgment will come at the end. We are not at the end. The helper, the Holy Spirit, will judge the world of sin. But right now, we should be sharing God's grace. That hasn't changed, saints. What has changed is so-called Christians has left the way. They are no longer sharing God's love and grace through Christ. It's called the good news, the gospel. They are sharing their own dislikes, prejudices, and their misinterpretation of God's salvation. If you are not called to teach, you shouldn't be sharing anything else in this Holy Bible. Let me tell you the dangers of, dangers of causing people to fall or turn away from Jesus. Jesus said in Matthew uh, 18 and 6, But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, meaning miss the mark, it will be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Now, what, what can be worse than that? Oh, my God. Jesus says it's better for you that a millstone were hung around your neck and then you are thrown into the sea and you drown. So that means there's something out there worse than that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we don't see the message is not about that something Jesus is referring to. So I, I, I'm going to tell you, you better watch what you are saying to people. Most people don't know God. And the only opportunity they may have to hear the gospel is through you. Now, when I say most people don't know God, it includes Christians. Jesus also said in Matthew 15 and 14, if the blind lead the blind, they both will fall into a ditch. You must lead people to follow Jesus, not follow you or your denomination. The confusion is you don't know what the sin is that we need to repent of. You don't know what grace is. You see, it's all about God's grace. Oh, yes. Yes, it is. The sin is rejecting Christ. Grace is you are saved by God's unearned and unmerited favor. There is nothing you can do to be reconciled to God other than accepting his free gift of salvation. Now, I know this is hard for those who want to exalt him, himself or herself above God. Your arms are too short to fight the God of glory. I thought I'd share that with you as well. You better humble yourself like Job did once he found out that he, he, he really didn't know God like some of you don't. You better change your way of thinking. You better get from underneath your earthly understanding and get under God's grace. You have to remember what Jesus said in John three sixteen and 17. You see, the problem is y'all are forgetting these scriptures. Y'all are forgetting the words of God. Y'all are forgetting God's way. You're trying to implement your way. Now, Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn or judge the world, 
but that the world through him might be saved. And I think verse 17 bears repeating. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn or judge the world, but that the world through him, meaning Jesus, might be saved. This, my friends, is the gospel, the good news that we should be sharing with lost souls. I see all over social media, especially on Twitter, uh, Facebook too, but especially on Twitter, so-called Christians telling people to repent of their sins so they can be saved. I submit to you today, saints, that is simply not true. You won't find one scripture that tells you to repent of your sins for salvation. Not one. Telling people about their sins will cause them to ask you about your sins. And who are you to tell me about my sins when you are a sinner? That's why your mission is to share the gospel of grace. Paul says, those who pervert the gospel, let them be accursed. Accursed means go to hell. You can't change the gospel of grace. If you are not going to share God's grace, don't share anything. People are hurting. They need to hear that there is hope in the midst of their despair. His name is Jesus. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. No matter how much you try, you cannot add to this scripture. And let me share something else with you. Romans 8, 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. That's our recreated spirit. Our spirit is born again, not our flesh. Our flesh is deteriorating every day, but our spirit man is being renewed daily by the word of God. To everyone under the sound of my voice, you do not have to confess your sins for salvation. The prerequisite for salvation is you must be a sinner. Everyone has fallen short and come short of God's grace. Everyone. The Bible also tells us in Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us or either the ungodly or the unrighteous. Okay, that's us. He died for us. This is the good news, my friends. You can't lead anyone to Christ by judging their sins. Jesus didn't do that. Jesus sat with the common folks so that they could see the goodness of the Lord. You are not the judge or the jury. After salvation, you learn the things of God. You first learn how to grow in faith. This is after salvation. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Then you learn how to walk in the fruit of the spirit, which is God's holiness. By walking in the fruit of the spirit, you are walking in God's grace. But guess what? That's not a part of the gospel. You don't lead people to God by telling them about walking in the fruit of the spirit. They won't have a clue as to what you are talking about. 
See, you got to be filled with the spirit to understand the rest of God's word. The only way you can be filled with the spirit is by confessing that Jesus is Lord. You need to be mindful of this. You see, walking in the fruit of the spirit is what you learn to do after salvation, but not for salvation. Now, some of you might say, well, what about repent for the kingdom of God is at hand? Well, what about it? The kingdom of God is Jesus. There are several scriptures that says repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And, and, and some of them say for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, let's excuse me. Let's go there so we can rightly divide these scriptures. Now, we find these statements in uh, twice in Matthew and in Mark. Let's go to Matthew chapter three. Matthew chapter three. And let's start from verses one through six. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John himself was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem, all Judea and all the region around the Jordan went out to him and were baptized by him in the Jordan, which is the Jordan River, confessing their sins. Now, let's go to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4, uh, verse 17, and this is the Lord Jesus speaking. From that time, and this was after he was tempted by the, uh, the devil. From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, that's Jesus saying it. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, let's go to Mark. Mark chapter 1 verses 14 and 15 and just and this is Jesus talking as well. Now after John was put in prison, John was put in prison. I don't boy I tell you. Now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, "The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand." repent and believe in the gospel now that's what the lord jesus christ just said now let me explain this to you now the word repent means to change your mind or change your way of thinking or change your way of doing things in this context john the baptist is saying change your mind turn away from your pagan worship to the real and living god because see that's what all of this is about and when I say all of this, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, that's another teaching, but it fits right here. That's what all of this is about. Hang in there. I'm going to simplify this for you. The word confessing means to acknowledge publicly. The word sin means missing the mark. So how is the word sin being used here? It means that you have been doing this worship thing wrong. It means that you need to hit the mark. Change your mindset so that you won't miss the mark. You can get on the right track by accepting the one who is coming after me. Oh, that's the key. The one who is coming after me. Change your bad habits as it relates to how you worship God and who the real God is. And along with that, 
comes the forgiveness of sins. Yeah, I know the devil is sitting with you right now telling you, no, no, tell them to focus on their sins, who they slept with last night and who they planning on sleeping with tomorrow. No, no, don't focus on grace, which is Jesus, by the way. That's right. God's grace is Jesus. You better follow where God wants you to go and not lean on your own understanding. You see, God forgives sin. He loves the sinner. He hates sin, but he forgives sin. And remember what Christ died for us while we were yet still sinners. I, I want y'all to focus on that here. After salvation, you learn how to walk in the fruit of the spirit. Now, now, now I, I want you to get this. The devil wants you to misunderstand grace because without it, you cannot in this age or the age to come be saved. Praise God for his grace. Oh, praise God for his grace. But repent for the kingdom of God or heaven is at hand is not the gospel. Oh, I know I just shocked you. Contrary to what you have been told, being baptized in John's baptism for remission of sins is not for salvation. The word remission or remit means the forgiveness of sins. That's why John said, the one who comes after me, I am not worthy to loose or untie his sandals or shoes, whichever version you may have. John said, you need to believe in the one coming after me for the forgiveness of sins. Yeah, yeah. Change from your old way of thinking to the one who can and will not only forgive your sins, but give you eternal life. We are not baptized in the name of John. That's why John directed people to Jesus. That's what you should be doing, Christians. And remember when Jesus was contending with the Pharisees, the scribes, and the chief priests, uh, in Luke, I think chapter 20, verse four, they asked Jesus, by which authority do he do these things? Jesus was performing miracles of healing and everything else, including casting out demons all over the place. He was feeding uh, the hungry. Y'all know the story how he felt, how he fed 4,000 people and 5,000 people with just a, a few uh, fishes and a few uh, loaves of bread. And Jesus said, I will answer you if you answer this question. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or was it from man? Jesus was under no obligation to answer these ignorant leaders in the synagogue and today in the church. He was under no obligation to answer them or answer them today. Number one, because they were the reason and is the reason today God's people were and are being led astray. However, I will tell you what John's baptism was from. It was from man. It was symbolic of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Jesus is the savior. Man can't save you. Man can only tell you about salvation through the good news that Jesus saves. That's what the good news is. That's why in Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 5, you can go there, put the tape on pause, but for the sake of time, I'm going to read. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth 
that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, what we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. Now, let me digress here. This is why the fullness of the gospel needs to be taught to God's people. It's a reason Paul acts that. It's a reason he acts where they filled with the Holy Spirit. The very essence of our salvation is God's grace. They didn't even know about the Holy Spirit. How can you teach about Jesus and not share the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit, our Savior, our truth teller, our sealed. It's our seal, people, until the day of redemption. Our comforter, our strength in our time of need, and our power. I had to digress here because you needed to hear that. Now let's get back on track. Verse 3 in Acts 19. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him, Jesus, who would come after him, John, that is, on Christ Jesus. Now, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Jesus is at the heart of the gospel. Jesus is at the heart of baptism. You can be baptized 100 times, but without Jesus, you are not saved. You can accept Jesus once and never get baptized in water and you are still saved. Now you got to be spiritual to understand what I just said, because it's Jesus that saves, not man or water baptism, but because we are saved. We should be baptized in water, which is symbolic of the new birth in Christ. The word symbolic means a comparison or uh, of something. When we are baptized, we are comparing ourselves to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Romans 10, 9 says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the baptism by fire into salvation, into the Lord Jesus. Confessing and believing in the Lord Jesus, the Christ. That's what baptism is about. Now, if you combine Romans 10, 9 with an explanation of John's baptism, you, you could be getting the fullness of the gospel. The repentance John was referring to is turning from idol gods and idol worship. But make no mistake about it, you can't be saved without Jesus. And with salvation comes forgiveness of sins. Every sin you have committed in your entire life, God throws into the sea of forgetfulness when you confess and accept the Lord Jesus, the Christ, as Lord and Savior. Your sins are remembered no more. That's the good news. That God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing or not counting their sins against them. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. Look at Luke 4, 18, 
where Jesus shared the good news in a synagogue where Jewish people gathered to worship. This is the Savior, God's walking grace, talking. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel, the good news, to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty or freedom to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, spiritual blindness, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. That's the gospel. Now you just heard what the gospel is from the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the good news. Jesus never mentioned that he was there to preach condemnation of sins. Because therefore, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. This message is for lost souls. This is not a message of reconciliation. It is not a message of condemnation. That's another message. But the message of reconciliation is about grace. But I want to take you to our last scripture, my sisters and brothers. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you of Christ, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him, Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness in right standing of God in him, Jesus. Now that's the gospel and the ministry of reconciliation. Now stand by for my commentary and my closing remarks. Saints, we have been given the ministry of reconciliation, not judgment. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing, not taking into account our sins and holding them against us. Remember, we are saved by grace through faith and not of works. It is the gift of God, lest any man should boast. God's salvation is free. If you add anything to it, it is no longer grace. It is work and will be rejected by God. Our job is to lead people to the anointed one and tell them about how Jesus died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. That's grace. If you are hinging your salvation on how many sins you are not committing, your faith is not in what Christ did on the cross, and you, my friends, are not saved. Your faith must be in Christ and Him alone. We are living in a world that's hurting, but there is still hope. We are living in the dispensation of grace, where the ground has been leveled to where anyone can be saved. But how can they hear without a preacher? You are the preacher. Therefore, you have been given the ministry of reconciliation. Share the good news with the lost. Direct them to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and he will cleanse them from all unrighteousness just like he cleansed you. The ways of God are found in the fruit of the Spirit. Now, I know some of you will misunderstand this message. Well, that's your problem if you don't understand God's salvation plan. 
I am not, nor have I ever promoted sin. If this message gives you the, the impression that I am promoting sin, you need to learn what being saved by grace means. Your understanding is warped. You need to reevaluate your understanding and ask God for wisdom. Your misunderstanding comes from you sitting under false teachings over the years. You should be glad God saves us by grace because no one can work to be saved. After salvation, we learn how to live holy. Now, I want to share this last scripture with you. Go to John chapter 16, verses 7 through 9. This is Jesus talking. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin. He will, not you. He will convict the world of sin and righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me. That, my friends, is the sin that you will be judged by. What you did with Jesus Christ while you were here on earth. Now, the sin the world will be convicted of is the sin of not believing in Jesus. I want to leave you with this question. Do you believe in Jesus? If so, why are you not walking in love? I know you have been blessed by this message, the Ministry of Reconciliation. So get that judgmental spirit off of you and start sharing God's message of grace. If you have any questions or comments about this message, please send your questions or comments to trustgod55.cd at gmail.com. And if you would like to support this podcast financially by sowing into good ground, We teach the truth, and that's good ground, my friends. Please go to my Anchor, Spotify, or Breaker homepage, click on the Support This Podcast button, and contribute an amount of your choice. Now, until next time, saints, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We walk by faith, not by sight. I am your host, Dr. Kamala D., rightly dividing the word of truth in peace and love. See you next time.